Well, we have an interesting thing going on, I think, in today's gospel. Jesus, it's the, it's the Sabbath, and so the Jews are in their, their religious uh, commandments and customs and traditions. They avoided working, um, and uh, the sun goes down, though. So now that the sun's down, the Sabbath is out. So it's late Saturday night, but when the sun went down in the, in the Jewish reckoning, the next day, the new day was there. So it's, the, it's now Sunday, essentially. It's, even though it's Saturday evening, it's reckoned as Sunday. And so then it's at that time that the people bring their uh, family members who have problems, their cripples, some of them are kind of crazy in the head, some are, are demon-possessed, and so they're all carried in and set before Jesus and he heals them. And he does that's after he heals of Peter's mother-in-law. And so then, after he's done doing all that healing, he goes out into the fields and he prays all, all night long and, and until the sunrise. And when the people, they've probably been sleeping all night, and they get up and they go and they look for this miracle worker, and they want him to stay in their place. Now, if anybody knows anything about the Holy Land, it's, it's always a funny thing to travel to the Holy Land because... You read about events in the Bible and you kind of imagine these, these bigger things and then you get to the Holy Land and you're like, wow, this is really small. Jerusalem is really small. Everything's very, very small. And uh, archaeologists have uncovered Peter's house, what they believe to be Peter's house, and it's probably about a 10 by 10 foot <laughs> little space. And he was in there with his mother-in-law and all the other family members. I mean, you can't even hardly imagine. And you walk out of Peter's house and the synagogue is about 40 feet away. You could literally throw a stone at it. I mean, everything's really, really small. And you can imagine these kind of small town village people who are blown away by the divine power that this guy is demonstrating in their midst through all the healings. And they want him to stay. They want him to stay, but he says, no, i got to go on. i got to preach the kingdom of God in other places. And I think you have been exposed here this this kind of perennial temptation that we can be given to where we want to take God and just sort of confine him into a very narrow parameter. What we're what we know, what we're comfortable with. It's a, what I would call a parochialism. And Jesus is constantly challenging our parochialism with his universalism. And the word Catholic itself means universal. So if, if I can use the expression, Jesus is always challenging our parochialism with his Catholicism. Okay, It's always bigger. It's always greater. I think amongst the Jesuits there's a saying that says, God is always greater. That's an interesting phrase because it's a reminder, again, that we have this temptation, we have this tendency to make God smaller than he really is. We always underrate him. We always underestimate him, what he wants for the world, what he wants for us as individuals. And uh, we got to be aware of that. So the first step in combating is just simply being aware with it. There isn't anybody who is not subject to that temptation. So how do we avoid the parochialism? Well, like I said, first got to be aware of it. Um, some other thoughts is 
talking to other people, being open to other human beings who think differently than you. Because when you do that, when you are able to be connected with people who are different from you, uh, and to remain in that connection, regardless of you're tempted to be offended by something that they do or say or whatever, there's going to always be, if you remain open, there's always going to be something that's going to modify the mental space within which you exist and improve it, actually, make it larger. So that's that's one thing we can do. The Bible has an amazing way of enlarging that space. So it's good to come to Mass and to listen to the Scriptures, but it's also good to read the Bible on our own. I always love the fact that there's so many passages in the Bible that are just... I mean, probably every other page of the Bible for your average person is going to be scandalous. It's going to make, it's going to be like, I don't understand that. What is it? It doesn't seem to be like how I imagine God to be. It seems inappropriate. It doesn't seem like this is my concept of God. So then at that point, you can do one of two things. You can just remain in your parochialism and say, well, then it must, you can discount the Bible. <laughs> okay. Or you can grow, or it's an opportunity to expand your horizons and your understanding of who God is. So it's one or the other. It's always got, it always presents us with that choice. Reading the Bible. Education in general, and just understanding, reading the great works of our Catholic tradition. We have, we might be tempted to, to think, you know, we live in a particular time period. Uh, we live in a particular geographical location. We live within a given sort of limited cultural context. But the church and God's plan for the world is bigger than that. It's bigger than that. So it's great when you read works, you don't, uh, we can be temporal, uh, chronologically parochial, meaning that we're, we have a limited perspective because it's our own time period that we live. When you read older books, for example, it's a way of expanding that horizon so that we can begin to be more Catholic and more universal and get closer to God's perspective because God is in the heavens, as our psalm says, and he sees the big picture. So my brothers and sisters, let's challenge ourselves. Let's never think, well, you know, the current perspective of what I think is a decent standard of Christian holiness or what I think is you know, is passable or okay or Catholic or Christian or what God is intended. Let's not be uh, too easily comfortable with that. Let's challenge ourselves to grow and to know that God is always greater. He always has more for us. There's always more holiness, more goodness, more wisdom uh, out there for us, and that way we'll always be growing, which is what our Lord wants from us.